had a whole stronghold weekend, and that was really interesting. So he tries to come in through strongholds, which is faulty thinking patterns based on lies and deception. So it's faulty thinking patterns based on lies and deceptions. And the enemy's target for spiritual assault is that he repeatedly aims at the human mind and he erects strongholds. That's how he just badgers. That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot going on in the spirit realm right now. Where's the spirit realm? It's here. <laughs> Nothing. It, it's thought processes. There's thoughts that come into our, our mind and then we get to decide what we're going to do with them. So the word says our weapons are mighty only through God. So if we're using carnal weapons, they're not going to stand. Let's look at what carnal weapons are. They're very ineffective. Some of the carnal weapons, they're man-made weapons, they're arguments, corrupt communication, backbiting, devouring, slandering, gossip. I just kind of added some things here. But it all kind of goes together, the gossip and the slander and the kind of backbiting, just a little tit-for-tat type thing. Rehearsing one's negative past behaviors. How many of us do that? That's when, like Sean was talking, we kind of dip over here a little bit and we don't realize it, and then we bring it in, we'll pick something up externally, and then we bring it in. Then we'll start ruminating in our thought processes, and then we'll start thinking, rehearsing. I call them ruminating thoughts, but we'll rehearse our past behaviors. Those things that the Lord's already forgiven us for and forgot about, and what are we doing? We're ruminating, and we're ruminating. And it can come on any given day. It can come by somebody just saying a word to you that you're like, trigger, whatever that looks like, and then there you are, ruminating, repeating behaviors. Another carnal weapon is intellectual reasoning. <laughs> Boy, that'll really get in our way. And fighting, and being proud and haughty. See, carnal weapons cause believers to operate in fear and unbelief. Fear and unbelief. So we can't use carnal weapons in a spiritual war. We can't use carnal weapons in a spiritual war. It won't work. All of the reasoning, all the arguments, it won't work. We can only we use what God has given us and we're mighty in what he has given us. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10.5, it's casting down imaginations. It's casting down those arguments, casting, casting down those theories and the reasoning. And how do we do that? How do we cast down those imaginations? We do that by not believing them as truth. So we have the choice to not believe them as truth. So as soon as a thought enters in, well, number one, we have to recognize the voices. And you all know this from just basic prophetic, hearing the voice of God. There's three voices that we'll hear from. It's going to be our voice, God's voice, or the enemy's voice. So when we're clear upon what, which voice that we're hearing from, and if you, if you remember, um, for any of those that have taken the training, our, our voice is going to be very analytical and cognitive. It's going to be like, Monday morning I get up at 9.00. Um, well, no, I wouldn't get up at 9, but anyway, I get up at 9, and then I have a lunch at 12, and I have an appointment at 2, and I have something I need to do at 5, and a meeting at 7. It's very cognitive and analytical. It's through reasoning. It's through our reasoning. So that's kind of how our voice flows. The, the voice of God is going to, I wasn't going to get into this, but I just want to do a snippet for maybe some people that don't understand about hearing the voice of God. So... <clears throat> When it's Holy Spirit's voice, it's more spontaneous. See, that's going to come out of the flow of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, those living waters. So that voice is going to be um, uh, spontaneous. It'll kind of come like a thought up to the top of your mind, so to speak. And it's going to be gentle and light because it speaks of his character. So you're going to know if it's God's voice. A lot of times people go, I don't know if that's God or if it's the enemy. 
Well, it's very gentle, and it's, it's, it's after, it speaks of his character, he's the edifier, the comforter, the counselor, the healer, so it's going to flow like that. If it's the voice of the enemy, it will be spontaneous again, but it'll also be after his character, and what's his character? You know, he's a liar and a destroyer and a murderer. It's going to be negative. It's going to be that static that you hear. That's when you can pretty much decipher is this God, is this me, or is this the enemy? If there's a lot of static and a lot of accusation and you just feel all of this stuff in you, you're going to know that that's the enemy's voice. So the first thing you want to do is not partner with it. So I'm going to try not to go into Sozo stuff right now. <laughs> so anyway, as a thought comes in, what you want to do is you just want to seize that thought and refuse to, to accept it as truth, regardless of what your five senses are saying. Because your five senses can tell you one thing. And it's not really truth, it's not what's happening. So we have to really be able to dial down and hear that voice. And then we need to displace that lie with truth. That's why the word again says, take every thought captive. So and a, a really key thing here is to cast them down so they don't take root in your heart. Because if your heart incubates those thoughts and the steps you take immediately after receiving a thought will, will decide which kingdom that you're going to operate from. So if you are, if you take that negative thought and you take it internal and you start operating out of that, you're not operating out of God's kingdom. You're operating out of the world. You're operating from the other kingdom. So we need to really think about that. And we get to decide which kingdom that we operate in every day. So I'm going to give you an example. We all know the story of the garden. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, by the way, oh, well, I'll say that in a minute. <laughs> uh, so anyway. You know, God planted a garden, it was wonderful, and then he put man in there, and the Lord God, this is just a summary, <laughs> the, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it, and the Lord God commanded the man first, commanded the man first, quit blaming us, so he commanded the man first. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die, Adam. So then he, he, then he did the whole, he formed all the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and all of that. And then Adam named all of, all of those things. And then he made Eve from his rib. He made woman from his, his rib. And then <laughs> the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. For you will surely not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good, when she saw, let me remember this, when she saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing in the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband. He should have said no. She, said, she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Ooh. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked, and they sewed fig legs and all of that. So you know that part of it. Okay, so I want you to think about this to apply it to your own life. So what was the first thing she did? She took the bait, right? She took the bait because she started a conversation. She allowed the enemy to start a conversation with her. See, he'll use stimuli. He'll use whatever he can use. He'll use those thoughts to start a conversation with us. 
we have the authority and the power to let him know you're not starting a conversation with me. And that'll be that first thought that comes in, weigh it. We all have to do this. We need to really train ourselves in this right now because the kingdom is advancing at an accelerated pace and we don't have time for this stuff because it will slow us down. So anyway, when those thoughts come in and you're thinking, well, so-and-so doesn't really like me and so-and-so said this, who cares? Take that thought and say, Jesus, what do you think? You know, and then replace those lies with, with his truth. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's between you and the Lord. So just don't give those, those thoughts a resting place. Don't start a, a conversation with the enemy. And you'll know you are because it'll start swirling. And you'll be like, ugh. And, why, and it's really interesting. As I was just like thinking about putting this, just thinking about what I was going to um, share today, you would not believe the thoughts in my head for two weeks. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I must be hitting the mark here. Because... These aren't my thoughts. <laughs> so anyway, I had to go through some so-so stuff with myself. So anyway, then the next thing was the mixture. It was the mixture with the, the truth. He will try to get you to entertain a lie. If he can just get you to entertain it a little bit like he did Eve, she entertained it. And then she considered it. She meditated on it. She pondered it. We don't know if she analyzed it. Didn't sound like she did. But he will use whoever he can to do his dirty work. He'll use people around you to get you to consider so be paying attention. It's not that people want to do that. It's just what happens. So pay attention to that. Then she negotiated. <laughs> Eve countered the proposition with what she thought God said. All of a sudden, she doesn't know what God said. He made it very clear. And she listened to the strange voice, and then she mis misquoted God. You know, if you touch it, you will surely die. He didn't tell her that. Where'd she get that? His plan is always to shift us away from the word to our own thinking. It's always to shift us away from the word to our own thinking. That's why I realized in the past several, I mean, I realized that this right here, I better saturate myself with it. Because I'll do more, you know, like prayer, worship, that kind of thing. But it's like this, and I've heard so many of the speakers that are coming in right now, this right now, we better know it. We better know it. We better say it's not a religion thing, a religious thing. It's we better have this so in our hearts so that nothing can be stolen from us. How are we going to know unless we read it and we hear it? So we have to do that. Passion translation, awesome. <laughs> so it's to shift us away from the word. And he has, I'm, I'm going to hit on some areas of how he does that because we're going to break some deaf and dumb spirits off here. But don't take offense to that. It's in the spirit realm. But he closes us down so we don't have the desire to read the word. And we can't let that happen. I have a lot of people say, well, I can't, not a lot, but I've had conversations with people that'll say, I can't remember the word so I don't read it. I was one of those. I can't remember it. I know it's in there, but I can't remember it. Where'd that come from? That sure didn't come from God because this is held above his name. So don't let him shift, don't let the enemy shift you from the word. And then he countered at that time, and she shifted from a spiritual sense to a carnal one. She totally, she, she questioned God. That was her big mistake. She questioned God. Well, her big mistake was having the conversation to begin with. And then she owned it. She owned it as her own thought. She believed it, and then she switched kingdoms. Thank you, which switched the kingdoms for all of us. She switched kingdoms, and this is where the battle of the minds won. So pay attention to your thought processes. Pay attention to your thought processes. And then there was like kind of a, almost like a uh, sedation type thing. The poison began to penetrate her heart and she became what? Fearful. 
she actually thought God was hiding something from them. Isn't that wild that he said, you can have all of this, you just can't do this? And she thought, God, he's hiding something from me. <laughs> and then she allowed her, to, she allowed her own uh, will to rule. So you have a choice to make. You can either believe the word of God or lie. And then the big thing, remember when I was reading it and I said, remember the words she saw. So she was enticed. She saw that it was good for food. So it appealed to her eye. It appealed to her flesh. It went to her heart. She rejected the word for a lie. And then she started thinking apart from God. So the enemy's goal is to get you to be carnal and not see with your spiritual eyes. So what do we do with that? It's real simple because all we have to do is lean into all of the promises that he's given us. And these are just a few of the promises. They really excite me. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Seek ye first. These are our weapons right here, guys. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things. Whatever you need will be added unto you. (laughs) So he's saying with all, with everything that he has, anything that you need, it will be given unto you if you seek him first. That means he's number one. It's not having a conversation over here with the enemy. He's number one. And then all these things will be added unto us. Behold, I give you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He gave us all the power over the enemy. So why do we want to give him thought? Why do we want to let him entertain? Why do we want to have conversations with him or allow him in our head? He says we have power over all of the enemy. We have all the power of the enemy, over the enemy. Another one is our whole armor. Obviously, in Ephesians, it talks about the whole armor of God. I mean, we're covered from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. He's totally covered us. We're covered. We have the whole armor of God. And I've said this before where I, I don't get up in the morning and do this, you know, put on the helmet. And so I don't do that. I just do a quick thing in the morning, every morning before my feet hit the ground. And I just say, God, I thank you for adjusting my armor for what I need for today because you know and I don't. And then that just kind of clears the way for me. And then that way I just get up and go about my way. My armor is going to be adjusted for whatever I need for that, for that day because I'm going to seek him first. I'm going to put him in that place. We sit in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. That's, another, that's, a, that's a weapon of warfare. We sit in the heavenlies with Jesus. He sits in the heavenlies and everything's under his feet. So that means if we sit in the heavenlies with him, what? That everything is under our feet. Gosh. <laughs> oh, I don't know why we can't get this. Perfect love casts out fear. I just don't know why. We just on any given day, why do we entertain the enemy? Why do we have conversations with him? And we all do. I don't think there's anybody in here that doesn't have a little conversation here and there. So, perfect love casts out fear. God's love conquers the strong man called fear. That's the big thing. So that that love conquers everything, and it'll break that strong man down. If if that love conquers everything, then it's not allowed to come in unless we allow it to. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So if we resist his bait, he's forced to flee from us. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine how mad that would make him? He's baiting us. We're not going to thank you. And we just move on. I mean, he's then he's forced to flee from us. He's not allowed to have any access. Remember, he only has as much access as you give him. If you give him this much, he's going to take it. If you give him this much, I always say and says, oh, he is going to party. He is going to mess with you in every single realm of your life. 
Philippians 2.10, that <laughs> uh, just this in and of itself, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. It gives you authority over all the power of the enemy. Faith, Ephesians, Ephesians 6.16, above all, taking the shield of faith, you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. I mean, that's just a few of the scriptures. I mean, that's just a handful of the scriptures. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, I want to read Mark. Mark 11.23. This is a spiritual principle. Okay, listen up. Listen to the truth I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with great faith and having no doubt, mountain be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it, and it will be yours. Doesn't get much clearer than that either. So let's just review the weapons of warfare for a moment. So let's walk in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Resist the devil. Easy peasy. That's easy to do. Don't, just don't entertain him. Use the name of Jesus for everything. <laughs> Apply the blood of Jesus. How powerful is the blood of Jesus? Let's do that. Obey the word at all cost. Walk by faith and not by sight. Speak to your mountains. Speak life. See, this is a container of life and death. And what we speak out of it, whether it's negative or positive, is going to be our reality. So if you're just like speaking negatives all the time, you're pretty much going to be miserable because that's going to be your reality. If you're locked into God and the things of God and you're speaking positives and you're speaking those out, I don't even care if you don't feel like it. Speak them out because the spirit realm hears. So you speak them out and then everything, will get, everything else will get dismantled and then you're going to walk in a whole different way. So I read this the other, the other day. I thought it was interesting. It's an example of the military. It says, soldiers are repeating taught drills and strategic maneuvers to employ in times of war. The repeated practice of these exercises decrease or eliminate the chances that the soldiers will bend towards their own thoughts, human logic, reasons, or emotions during an attack. When under fire, they automatically repeat the drills that they have so diligently pra practiced so that they could repeat them without thought. So that's how we need to be with the word of God. We need to be so armed up and so ready to go at all times that we don't even have a chance to have our own thoughts or human logic in it. That we would be so trained like these military, these people in the military, that we, we couldn't even repeat. Or we would just repeat without a thought. We would just naturally just go in those places in the spirit realm without a thought. Does that make sense? That we would be so trained that the enemy has no hold as we take no thought and follow, follow the strategic maneuvers of God if we just did that. <laughs> All right, so I was talking about, I'm just going to kind of weave this in real quickly. I was talking about um, oh, the deaf and dumb spirit because this is really going to be a huge weapon of warfare. If you guys learn this tool, we're actually going to dismantle it and unseat it today. Because the deaf and dumb spirit has amazing ways of just going in and dumbing down. Now, we think of deaf people and mute people, but really it's in the spirit realm. Jesus talked about it in Mark with the... Whoa. Oh. <laughs> That's probably not happenstance. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so as I talk about the deaf and dumb spirit, you really need to pay attention. Because see, it really doesn't want you to pay attention right now because it wants to close it down. So if you have heard nothing else, listen to this. Because the enemy tries to cause static in our conversation with God with the deaf and dumb spirit. It makes the hearing dull and it closes down the voice so it can't be heard. It oppresses the hearing and communication so people aren't fully engaged. Can you hear me? Can you hear me in the back? Can you hear me in the back? Okay. <laughs> so um, it, it really, there are emotional, physical, spiritual manifestations of the deaf and dumb spirit. So I want you to pay attention to this because they're very real and they're activated in the spirit realm. And this is how they kind of unroll, if you will. The emotional man manifestations of the deaf and dumb spirit are communication issues so that you can't hear each other. How many of you have been in a room and you've had a conversation and like they're, there's, it's unreal? People are saying the exact same things, but they're not communicating. That's just a setup from the enemy. So <clears throat> it causes communication issues, accusations. Accusations are really big right now. I don't know if some of you have sensed that, but they're really, really big. Accusations, concentration issues, manic, depressive, and bipolar issues. Now, some people aren't going to like this, but actually those are just symptoms. Yes, they're diagnoses, and yes, I get all of that, so I don't want to get any emails about this. But that's actually symptoms of the deaf and dumb spirit in the emotional realm. A lot of that bipolar stuff, people aren't bipolar, they're prophetic, and God wants to release that prophetic, and they've been dumbed down through diagnoses and other things like that. No emails. Okay, so <laughs> depression, phobias, extreme fatigue. Has anybody had experienced um, extreme fatigue recently? I've had, some, I've had some people tell me, I am so tired, I feel like they're, they're going through mud. They don't know what to do with that. Then there's physical manifestations. And we know this because Jesus talked about it again with the young boy that was mute. And that those seizures, you can read it in Mark 9, 17, where those seizures threw that young boy all over the place and threw fire and water and everything else and tried to kill him. Jesus, that's the one spirit that Jesus named in the Bible, and it was the deaf and dumb spirit, and it was in relation to those seizures. So the physical manifestations, deafness and muteness, actual deafness and muteness, fainting spells, seizures, ADD, ADHD, think about it. That's all concentration stuff. Where does that come from? Okay, everybody thinks it's from, it is from their brain. Well, it's actually a physical manifestation from the deaf and dumb spirit. Narcolepsy, people that just fall asleep. <sighs> I would love to be, well, no, no, I don't mean that. I would love to be able to sleep really well, though. I don't want narcolepsy. Uh, comas, inner ear problems, vertigo, memory conditions, dyslexia, stuttering. That, those are the physical manifestations of the deaf and dumb spirit. Then the spiritual manifestations. Are you still listening? Anybody falling asleep? Okay, you're concentrating? All right. So the spiritual manifestation is spiritual deafness. You just can't quite get there. Uh, unbelief, religiosity, rigid, being rigidity. That actually that young boy that the father brought to Jesus to heal that the disciples couldn't with a deaf and dumb spirit, he was actually rigid. They thought he was dead. Rigid, doubt, the inability to concentrate on God's word. How many have that problem or think they have that um, problem and receive revelation? The inability to hear God. Spiritual muteness. 
the inability to receive one's prayer language. You'll find it right here. Deaf and dumb spirit, going to buy into a lie that you, you don't have tongues. That is a lie because it's a gift from God. And he didn't give it to these four and say, but you can't have it. <laughs> he doesn't operate like that. Um, the inability to pray out loud. I, have, I know people that tell me that they can't pray out loud. I, I just can't pray out loud. And I never understood. I'd be like, why can't you pray out loud? I get it now. Because it's a spiritual manifestation of the deaf and dumb spirit. Oh, had I known that several years ago. Um, the inability to worship freely. That'll get in your way too. The inability to prophesy or to share one's faith. So what this, what this whole thing is, it's about tongues being loosed and ears being opened so people can prophesy and they can evangelize and they can worship and pray and praise God. So actually, we're going to remove the deaf and dumb spirit influence today. Yeah. Because, and we do that, we're like, well, how do you do that? By binding it, by binding the spiritual deafness and muteness and loosing freedom over people. So I got to thinking about this. The year 2018, <laughs> so it is for such a time as this, God's going to give us all more revelation on this deaf and dumb spirit because it's huge and it's the only thing keeping anybody back from advancing. So anyway, I thought about the year 2018, and 20 means redemption. And redemption in the New Testament is used to refer to both deliverance and freedom from captivity. So 20's, 20 means um, redemption, and 18 is binding and loosening. <laughs> so yesterday he just showed me binding and loosening and that it's time. So the, it's actually um, deliverance and freedom from ca captivity by binding and loosening. So it's deliverance and freedom from captivity by binding and loosening, and that's what we're going to do today. So are you guys ready for this? Because if any of this stuff, emotional, physical, or spiritual, if any of that, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I have a really hard time concentrating on the word, or I have a really hard time praying, or I don't feel like I re can receive revelation like I used to, or I can't move in the things of God, whatever the, that looks like, it's probably because this deaf and dumb spirit is in place. So we're going to get rid of it. And we're going to get rid of all the stuff. And then your part on that is to remember that then you're not going to have a conversation with the enemy. And for me, I'm not going to have and you're not going to have a conversation with the enemy. We're not. We're closing that communication down. There's not going to be any conversation. When a thought comes in, you weigh it and go, where's this coming from? You'll know immediately from the three voices, and then you get to choose which kingdom you're going to operate in. All right. So I want everybody... Actually, um, okay, I want everybody to close their eyes. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to pray. We're just going to pray. <laughs> we're going to bind some things, and we're going to loose some things. Uh, anybody just get in receiving mode? Thank you, Lord. Mm. Ah, thank you. God, thank you for revelation. Thank you for revelation that sets us free, that you give us revelation to set us free from the things that are holding us back and bound because you want us to advance with the kingdom right along with you, right along with you. You don't want us to lag behind. So God, I just thank you right now that you're just hearing ears and bold tongues are coming forth today. Hearing ears and bold tongues are coming forth and that we're binding right now any spiritual deafness and muteness in the name of Jesus and loosening freedom over people to hear and to speak. 
No longer will they be held back, but they will prophesy, they will evangelize, they will worship, they will pray, they will, will praise you like never before. So God, I thank you that if anybody in this room has any emotional, uh, physical, or spiritual manifestation from the deaf and dumb spirit, that right now you're just breaking that open in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you are binding those things that are holding them back and you are setting them free today so that they can receive and retain and to release very quickly. Anybody that has an inability to hear God or concentrate on God's word, right now that's just going to open up for you. No more. That's a lie from the enemy. You can receive, you can retain, and you can release the word easily. Yeah, thank you for that, God. I just thank you right now that you've just bound everything that needed bound and you're loosening everything that needs loose so that people can walk in freedom without being held back in any capacity. Yeah, I just thank you for deliverance and freedom from captivity in these areas, Lord. That it's your heart that your people are set free. That they can just walk with you. That they can talk with you. That they can hear from you. That they can release the things from heaven to other people so that they too can be free. Yeah, thank you, Lord. How many of you in here have been told or you know that you have a teaching gift? Put your hands up. Hi. Look at all the teachers in this room. How many of you have actually been using that gift? Okay, so not all of you. Okay, so what's holding you back? Those that have the teaching gift, what is holding you back? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Spiritual muteness. You're mute. It's holding you back. It's stilling your voice. The Lord wants to actually open that up today. So for you that have the teaching, preaching gift, he wants to open that up for you today. No more hiding. No more holding back. No more being bound in whatever the enemy is telling you. Don't let the enemy tell you, well, I can't do that as well as so-and-so. Or I'm not really a teacher because I don't teach like so-and-so. He uses people in all different capacities how he wants to for his kingdom purposes. For those of you that have that teaching, preaching gift, right now I just want you to close your eyes. Uh, God, I thank you right now that you're just binding that spiritual muteness from them in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you're calling forth a new voice for them today. A brand new voice. A brand new voice. A voice that's going to be heard and honored and respected and understood. Yeah, thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. No more hiding, guys. We don't have time to hide. Yeah, everybody, he wants everybody to walk in to that place that he has. I said this a few weeks ago. Only you can fulfill that spot he has for you. Only you can. Your neighbor can't. Your husband can't. Your wife can't. Only you can fulfill the spot that he has just for you. So this is the time when everything's so advancing to step into that place and quit holding back. Don't let the deaf and dumb spirit hold you back emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Don't give it any authority. Let today, as John said, let today be your marking day. Let it be your marking day that no longer is he going to steal your gifts, talents, and abilities. Those are yours and they're a gift from God and they're just for you. Amen? I feel like I'm going to preach, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Just thank you for your goodness. Uh, so, Sean, do you have anything else that you want to release? Or are you done? Okay. Well, you guys might have got out early today. I don't know. But um, 
anyway, just be blessed. If you want prayer, the ministry team is going to be up here. If you need prayer for anything else, just feel free to come up. Or if you have never received a prophetic word, make sure you leave with one today because they're really awesome at prophesying over people. And just have a blessed day. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there, all you papas and spiritual dads, and just have a great day. A bless. Yeah, and, and so I, I just kind of want to, if our ministry teams can come on forward. Um, if you're here and, you know, you've you have not gotten fully healed, like you have not gotten fully breakthrough, come forward today. Because as this thing was broken, now, now step into something else. Does that make sense? So if you need healing, come forward today. Let our teams pray for you. Uh, also, uh, someone gave us a, a word of knowledge, a right elbow. If you have right elbow.